0: Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today.
1: Hello everyone, it is Al Smith here for another edition of Hungry for More. And I'm a blessed man because I've been involved with the Spiritual Rosary Pilgrimage uh, for the last few weeks. And I'm going to be uh, having a small discussion with two of my good friends from Perusia Media, Shabal Raish and Matthew Tagg and we're going to be talking about uh, the many blessings that have been happening uh during the pilgrimage Uh, we're a little bit over the halfway mark and so uh i think many of you are looking forward to hearing what's next with the spiritual rosary pilgrimage as we continue this journey together so uh we'll begin our program as we always do with a beautiful prayer to saint Teresa of avila and i'll have my producer kent kohalski bring that up on the screen Uh, so please join me In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let nothing disturb you. Let nothing frighten you. All things are passing. God never changes. Patience obtains all things. Nothing is wanting to him who possesses God. God alone suffices. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Love those words of St. Teresa of Avila. Very appropriate in these times. Uh, there is lots of uh, negative news that we see uh, when we turn on the television, uh, but yet that call is to uh, not fear. And again, let nothing disturb you, let nothing frighten you. So, uh, and speaking of calming news, uh, there is always the good news that is coming out of Australia with our good friends at Perusia Media. They've been hosting the Spiritual Rosary Pilgrimage, so I want to bring onto the screen uh, my good friends, Sharbal uh, Reis, uh, the founder of Perusia Media, the director, and uh, Matthew Tag, who is the events coordinator for Perusia. Men, welcome to Hungary for More.
2: Thanks for having us.
1: Good. Yes, yes thank um, you very much. Oh, you're welcome. It's going to be a little bit difficult. I, this is the first time I've ever had three people on the screen at once. And so we'll have to take turns, of course. And so we'll kind of i will direct questions to uh, each of you individually. And uh, we'll, of course, chime in. But um, Charbel, um again, I think people are looking at the numbers of the pilgrimage and hearing about over 100 countries being represented. Um, tell us a little bit of, of who has signed up, who's been participating and uh, give us a feel for how this is developing.
2: Absolutely. Thanks, Alan. Yeah, we've, we're amazed. Uh, the 40,000 registrants, they've held strong. So what, what's happened is uh, we were amazed on day one of the pilgrimage. Uh, we, we had about 20,000 subscribed, I think last time I was on your show. Um, and then uh, we, it was climbing in that final week, got to 30. And then literally in that last day, the day before, um, that influx of, of registrants and on the day, 40,000, uh, ticked over. Now we had the service crashed. It was amazing. Um, uh, the technology couldn't hold up. It was, uh, we just were blown out of the water there and we, we upgraded them within a few hours, got it up and running and then just played catch-ups after that. Um, it's been running smoothly since, although we, we, um, we tried to, uh, do a bit of a migration and, and a further upgrade later on on the service to make sure we could keep it smooth for everyone. And then that that had some issues. But uh, praise be to God, it's been smooth for most people. We have lost a few people, but we've gained as well. So we've held strong, 40,000 now, um, and it's across officially 110 countries. So just amazed, 110 countries around the world. Um, yeah, I don't know how, how it managed to do that, but Our Lady and the Holy Spirit, I'm sure, have something to do with that.
1: Yes. And, you know, there is such a need today, and I think this is what I'm sensing from reading the comments on the Facebook page, uh, listening to my friends at church who are participating in the Spiritual Rosary Pilgrimage. There is a real hunger today to uh, pray, to have, um, I guess, an outlet uh, to uh, just uh, get behind some people who are in need of prayer. And uh, again, I think when I think of uh, the messages at Fatima and what Our Lady has said over the years, she's asked us to pray, and so uh, we're good children. We're responding to our mother's call to pray, and so um, I know that uh, you have been sharing rosaries each day, live rosaries, and a number in different languages. Tell us how that's going, uh, because I think, um, I know you're seeing uh, the feedback after the rosaries play, um, you know, what is happening, so uh, very interested in that.
2: Yeah, sure. Um. Originally, this was going to be just simply uh, daily meditations, 15-minute meditations, one per day, one per mystery. And there was one decade of the rosary, and that was all going to be in the one platform. Then as as uh, as the as we were approaching the pilgrimage, many people were saying, so is this a live rosary around the world or what is it? And, and it got us thinking we should probably have um, a bit more interaction. And um, we couldn't do that in the video platform. Um, so we thought, look, wh- why don't we quickly put together a Facebook group? And, and so we launched a private Facebook group um, just before the event. And, um, and that was where we were going to do the updates, the, the community sort of aspect, um, the bonus material. And, and we, we thought we'll just do one a week or maybe maybe two a week or wherever we can. And it, right from day one, we just said, okay, let's just go for it. One every day, a live razor with a different guest, and, uh, and thanks be to God, uh, yeah, we've managed to, to, to stick to that. And uh, it's been amazing. It's, it's allowed us to have a, a short interview with the guest, get to promote their, their ministries and apostolate, their work, and then pray, get them to lead the rosary for us. And uh, it was very quick uh, In that light, uh, towards the end of that uh, first week. We already had um, uh, an Arabic audience, uh, a Tagalog audience, those Filipinos, a Spanish audience, uh, we've even had uh, Immaculée lead the rosary uh, in Rwandan, and we also had French. Um, so, so five languages so far, and Latin, of course, and, and Matthew led one in Latin for us, which was great. Um, so six plus English, seven languages so far. Now we've got 110 countries, so we've got a long way to go to, to cater for every single person, <laughs> but uh, we may have a few more languages in the, in the mix over the next uh, 10 days.
1: Yes. Well, you know, they always say that Latin is a universal language and, of course, it's the, the language of the church. And so when Matthew uh, led uh, the rosary in Latin, I think many of us appreciate it, um, caught some people off guard. But I think uh, right away they said, oh, this is a Catholic pilgrimage. This is this is OK. And so, uh, Matthew, we want to, of course, include you in the conversation. And I know you're behind the scenes a great deal uh, doing technology, doing a lot of feedback. Uh, tell us a little bit on your side of the equation of what you're experiencing of course uh, you led the rosary and of course had a beautiful blend of uh, praying the rosary in latin and english and uh, doing a little bit of chant and so um, but uh, again it's that day-to-day interaction with the facebook page the technology issues Um, again I know you've been tested you've been tested but uh, I'm sure you've got lots of blessings to share and uh, so uh, please uh, give us a little bit of insight of what you're experiencing on your end
3: yeah no problem well yes uh, I'm probably the main guy who's dealing with the the social media and comments on our uh, website etc so certainly when Um, we had some hiccups with technology. There was was quite a lot of frustration out there and and very understandable frustration. And I I tried to get across to people that um, this frustration is something we should actually rejoice about because this means that our little spiritual rosary pilgrimage is a big enough threat to hell that they're going to do everything they can to, to interfere with it. And if if these technology hiccups are all they've got, then we should rejoice all the more because really our enemy's a bit pathetic, isn't he? I mean, just full stop. Our enemy is pathetic, but if this is all he's got uh, to try and stop the Rosary pilgrimage, then got, we just know heaven's behind it. So yeah, we were very frustrated at the beginning, but now all that's changed. So now people have realized what the spiritual Rosary pilgrimage is have realised that it is the the videos, the, the meditations and so on. And I think people have also realised that um, we didn't have any intentions of doing live rosaries at the beginning. It kind of dawned on us almost as an inspiration of the Holy Spirit and also because of our pilgrims' requests. And so w- we were both surprised and delighted um, to be able to, to start trying to offer that. So now the reactions, certainly in social media, are overwhelmingly positive. Um, People are saying they're absolutely loving this. Yes, we've lost some people who got frustrated, but overall people are absolutely loving it. And yeah, I do my rosary a little differently um, I'm, I've uh, became a, a Benedictine oblate. That's a third order Benedictine. So one of the promises I make as a Benedictine is to pray the liturgy, of the hours, um, Lords and Vespers every day uh, and Lectio Divina. So that's what I do. And um, my spiritual director cottoned on to the fact that uh, when I was praying my office, I was doing it slowly and prayerfully, but in a kind of lilt, And he picked up on that and taught me a couple of simple chants. So um, chant has actually become something that I've become more and more interested in. And, um, again, it was almost by an inspiration of the Holy Spirit that I began chanting the rosary recto tonal. That's just in an almost monotone um, sort of fashion. And I'm hoping to learn some more chants to be able to do the rosary as well. And that whole praying the, the rosary in English and Latin was something I actually learned from Deacon Harold Burke Sibbs when he was out in Australia last year and I've kept that as well so that's why you get that combination of, um, of English and Latin with my my chanted rosary so uh, I've got a lot of benefit from it it's uh, as you say it's not everyone's cup of tea we've seen that everyone prays the rosary a little bit differently but uh, we've been we've been very pleased at people's reaction to the the live rosaries, they've been a really big hit.
1: Yes, and you know I think it's uh, you're spot on when you say everyone has a different reaction, and um, you know you get people saying, "Wow, they said that rosary really quick, and um, you know quicker than I'd like." Uh, but then again, they don't really complain that much. They say, that was still okay. Don't worry about it. You know, and <laughs> and and this is the beautiful thing about we all um, again um, say our prayers and we all say them differently, but still at the end of the day, we still love one another. And, um, you know, I always remember uh, hearing a priest say that the devil hates Latin. Uh, He absolutely hates Latin. So, um, and as you said earlier in your comments, when the technology fails, when there's those frustrations, you know, uh, the devil is trying to thwart this good effort. So, um, you know, he can try, but uh, in the end, uh, the Immaculate Heart will triumph. And so I think of Our Lady, of course, she is a great warrior, and she's here to defend us. So um, now let's talk a little bit. Uh, we're kind of at the halfway mark, and we've had some excellent speakers. I mean, I have a couple mm. of favorite talks that I've just loved, and I, I've uh, replayed them. And that's the beautiful thing about uh, having Prusy on Demand, having this spiritual rosary catalog available to us, Uh, you can go back and watch again and again and again. And so, Sharbell, I'll ask you this question a little bit about um, the videos themselves and the speakers, because I'm sure that people are uh, making comments but asking you to bring that person back. Sharbell, can you bring that person back some more? But maybe tell us about uh, what um, uh, people can expect, because a lot of times this is just an introduction. We're just getting to meet these speakers for the first time, and the title of this show is "Hungry for More," and I'm hungry for more of many of these speakers. So tell us a little bit about the future moving forward, and um, you know what we can expect from Perusia.
2: Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks, Alan. Um, there, there's been some favorite meditations from people. Uh, um, we we've dedicated each week to a to a mystery, and so in that joyful mystery week, um, we had Deacon Harold. We had um, father father calloway of course kickstart the whole thing and have the keynote uh fantastic talk on um, on the champions of the rosary then deacon harold and steve ray um to to keep the momentum going and then after that we had three aussies uh we had um uh but the the immaculata sisters we had dr christine wood and we had thomas and sarah which all beautifully spoke from the heart um and they're all from tasmania or from the little island there in, in the southern part of australia so they have that in common and uh um, they're just filled with, the, with with God's grace and the Holy Spirit. They're just amazing um, people of faith, and it was nice to see the comments of, of all those meditations. So that sort of set the stage week one, and then I, I like to think in the luminous mysteries week, you know, we stepped it up again. You know, we had then Dr. John Bergsma and, and then Christopher West doing the wedding feast at Cana. Um, we had Tim Staples. We had Father Mitch Paqua who gave some great insights, and then Sonia Corbett on the last supper in the Eucharist and, and sharing her insights there as a convert to the faith. And she, she's actually one of the more popular ones. Actually, I have to say, uh, looking at the statistics, Sonia Corbett's up there, Deacon Harold's up there. Um, that the, there, was an interview we did with, um, Danny and Layla Abdullah, um, who, uh, lost their children instantly in a car accident. And so many, <clears throat> the views on that one is, is, is up there as well. Um, and it's just been amazing to see that. You know, Jason never, of course, uh, kickstarted that week, and now we're in week three. It's sorrowful mysteries, and we already had um, Dr. Edward Tree give a keynote, praying the rosary like never before, and that's been super, super exciting to see the result, the responses, and the people watching that. And then Father Father Leo, um, and it's interesting. Hungry for more. I think he left so many people hungry for more because he gave us a little taste of what he's capable of, and. That's one of the shorter meditations, but packs so much in it. Uh, we had Scourging at the Pillar with my guest yesterday, Father John Flider, who actually met the the saint, Saint Jose Maria, lived with him for two years. So it's quite special to have someone who's who's lived with a saint, uh, and he led the rosary as well. And then today we have uh, a young couple, Simon and Madeline Carrington, and they're from Fire Up Ministries. And tomorrow we'll have Man Rentoy from the Philippines, and he has a huge following there in the Philippines. And Father Larry Richards, who who really has a great presentation on the crucifixion, we will be surprising people, or uh, well, it won't be a surprise after they hear this. But we're going to be releasing uh, a talk from yourself, um, and on the seven last sayings of Christ that comes this weekend as well. So that's coming as one of the bonus talks. Um, and we're pleased to say that uh, Canada is in the top four in the world from attendees. So we have um, the uh, American sort of. Uh, in the United States have double uh, that of everyone else. Australia is number two, Philippines is number three, and Canada is in there and number four. Um, And then there's Singapore at number five. So it's quite interesting that top five uh, and tens of thousands of people from those countries are participating. So you should be pleased. Uh, Your efforts there in Canada, I think, is is really reaching so many, um, and it's a blessing to see that. People are hungry for more and wanting to know what's next. We've got next week, uh, the glorious mysteries, Immaculie Illabegiza from Rwanda will give a keynote, the power of the rosary. Uh, we've got um, Robert Haddad. We've got John Sablon. We've got uh, Peter Pelican, Ralph Martin, and we end with Scott Hahn, Dr. Scott Hahn as the last meditation. And then finally the last live show. We also have another bonus from yourself, Alan at the end there and, and, um, and Chris, check from Catholic Answers will be giving the Battle of Lepanto. So that's, we're going to be finalizing it. And it's quite, um, it's quite interesting. There's not been any event like this. And I think that's what stands out. Um, many conferences online may be a two day event and you sort of get instant access to all the videos um, and you can pick and choose what you want to watch. In this scenario, it's, it's not just, um, you know, all the videos at once, we're drip feeding them each day. So we are on a pilgrimage. We are on a journey. It is leading up from our lady's birthday all the way up to the Feast of the Rosary. And so there is that you've got to be patient and wait for the next one. So, so use that day to sort of meditate and and let that, that meditation sink in and uh, learn from it. And then, of course, apply it and then pray the Rosary live for that interaction. So it's got a little bit of something for everyone. Those who just want to say a decade of the Rosary, you could do that. Those who are willing to pray the five decades of the Razor, you can do that. Um, And those who want community, you can do that within the Facebook group. And so because of the multiple platforms, um, the multiple schedules, the time zones, the amount of countries involved, it really has been a new experience, not only for the attendees and the pilgrims, but ourselves. We've never done an event like this before. I've not seen an event like this before before. and so we're learning a lot along the way. So moving forward, we're excited to announce uh, a partnership with Smart Catholics, and there's quite a few events announced from now to the end of the year. And I encourage everyone to go to PerusiaMedia.com, and we have now below the banner of Our Lady uh, there are four columns, and we've got four events coming up very in the next uh, few weeks. So um, looking forward to, to to those ones as well. They'll be a lot shorter. There'll there's a one day event. There's a there's a couple that are for two or three days, so much more digestible. There they are on the screen. Um, so Pope Francis comes out with an encyclical, so we're going to have a time to comment on that and talk about that after divorce, uh, modern saints, and then mental illness, um, as well as some other ones, Evangelion. Um, we've got World Ablaze. We've got the Healing <laughs> Conference. So There's a lot going on, um, and it's quite exciting. Uh, one, one thing that's happened through COVID and the lockdown is that we've had this opportunity to do Go online in a real big way and and really reach as many people as possible. So thanks be to God we're doing all this and it's all for free and that's that's what's exciting. It's free conferences for anyone in the world. Yes,
1: and uh, we'll ask uh, bring Matthew onto the screen here because I know that he is um, working behind the scenes trying to develop uh, the Prusy on Demand uh, section of um, of course uh, the Apostolate. uh, Matthew's been involved with Bible studies and uh, catechesis, and I think people who are participating in the spiritual rosary pilgrimage are starting to stumble across uh, the parousia on demand feature of the apostolate. And so uh, I think people are still asking a few questions, and I think, Matthew, if you could kind of elaborate on uh, what is being offered on the parousia on demand, I think uh, many of our viewers would appreciate that.
3: Yeah, well, the You're uh, on Demand is actually uh, run by our wonderful operations manager, Mark Griffin. So he's, he's the main one who's putting all the videos up and, uh, and all the links and, and so on. So the Spiritual Rosary Pilgrimage will continue to remain free until the 11th of October. Now, as to what happens next, I think you might need to ask Shabal Raish that one. So we might have to hand it over to him to, uh, to talk about what happens next with Perusia On Demand.
1: But tell us about the Bible studies that you do. And because um, I think what is people are hungering for is the catechesis. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's the resources that you offer. And um, I think this is what people are always trying to surf the net to say, you know, where can I download a video series? Where can I pick up a Bible study that I can trust? That's uh, been endorsed by, uh, you know, some of the bigger groups, um, uh, and I know they can find them on Perusia. So uh, maybe yep. share about some of your favorites and some yeah, of your recommendations. To. Go ahead.
0: Yeah,
3: absolutely, love to. So yeah, um, I've become one of Perusia's uh, study group leaders, and uh, so I've been running Bible studies uh, this year. And of course, both Shabel and I were halfway through running a live Bible study in a parish. He was doing one in one parish. I was doing one in another. And then COVID hit, and we had to shut them down halfway through. So we'd done four weeks. We had four weeks to go. And we'd already been using um, various uh, means of interviewing people uh, for Parousia podcast, and we suddenly realized that we could do the same with our Bible studies. And so we offered our participants the ability to continue their Bible study online, and it was so successful, so appreciated and so loved that we thought, well, let's just keep doing them. So, yes, we can go into parishes and we can do face-to-face Bible studies, and that is fantastic. But during the, the, the COVID situation, let's do them online. Let's uh, let's create community. Let's continue to give the catechesis. And we have access. We we, we, we have access to the best um, le- Catholic guided Bible studies in the world. I I came home via Protestantism, so um, I I absolutely loved these guided Bible studies because often um, in uh, Protestant Bible studies, uh, they're not terribly guided because, of course, anyone can interpret the Bible any way um, they wish, and uh, this was actually uh, the thing that set me on the road back towards uh, Holy Mother Church. So it's a real honour to be able to deliver uh, content that is so awesome. And it's not coming from me. I, I'm leading a guided Bible study and I'm teaching what the church teaches. And I always say to people, don't believe me. Sometimes I might get it wrong, but thankfully we're Catholic. We can fact check. We can go in and and have a look at what the church teaches. So in term two, we ran four of these online Bible studies. We were very tired by the end of term two. And so for term three, we decided to run uh, just two studies. And uh, we've been continuing our 24-week study uh, from Ascension Press called Chosen. This is your Catholic faith. And we've been taking the the pilgrims on a catechetical and spiritual journey, and they've really enjoyed it. And then this term, we've also been doing a biblical walk through the Mass, which is, again, and it's an Ascension program by Dr. Edward Sri, And I've stepped it up a notch, and we've also been doing a brief walk through the general instruction of the Roman Missal because liturgy has become my favourite area of study. And uh, our participants absolutely love these studies. Uh, And what I do for my participants as well is that I arrange surprise guests. So uh, we start the study, we do the formal Q&A, And then at the end of the study, when I've arranged a guest, I'm just looking out for the name to pop up on the screen. And then I'm able to bring them in. And then our participants are face-to-face with Dr. Edward Sree or Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers or Dr. Dennis McNamara from the Liturgy Guys. And they have absolutely loved this aspect of the study. And so there's been a lot of talk over the past uh, week or two in the studies as, again, what's next, where, you know, and one of the big things I've noticed with these studies is that we've got people in the Philippines who are on complete lockdown. We've got people in the state of Victoria who are in a similar lockdown, you know, you know draconian style of, of lockdown. And these studies have become their community and their engagement this is the way they connect with other catholics so quite often we've gone very late into the night after the formal study simply chatting and uh, and building community and what's really exciting about moving forward is that we perusia is now partnered with smart catholics and i'm heavily involved in smart catholics we now have a perusia group in smart catholics where we're going to be able to build community and we have a Perusia online study group group, and we're going to run all of our future um, Perusia online study groups from within there. So people just come in and join Smart Catholics. Uh, they join our little group, and they'll have access to the Zoom link and all the information they need to join the study. And then, of course, the bonus is that they then also have access to the whole of the Smart Catholics community, which is, which is built by Catholics for Catholics.
1: Very good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think this, you've kind of just in a few minutes kind of explained some of just some of the resources that are available through Perusia. And, um, and I think this is um, so true today is that we are in these lockdown modes. We are, uh, we've been retrained to kind of get our catechesis through the internet and to sometimes have our social interaction on the internet and uh, the zoom chats these uh, meetings um, i'm not saying we're getting comfortable with them but uh, they are part of our lives and so um, we all want to grow and so this is kind of the way we have to do it but it's great that Perusia has all of these resources available and they are world-class speakers and uh Charbel, i want to thank you for bringing so many of these people on board and um, again, tell us a little bit of the history of how you found all of these great speakers, how you um, brought them on board, who's coming on next. Um, um, I think we're all kind of, again, hungry for more. So uh, give us a little bit of a history and update of uh, where we're going, especially with this. So I'm looking forward to that.
2: Yeah, sure. I, I'm, uh, <clears throat> I'm grateful um, to being introduced to... Um, the the cassettes back in the day um, Scott Hahn cassettes is where it all began when I discovered Scott Hahn and discovered Archbishop Fulton Sheen in those days and then I then discovered Tim Staples, Steve Ray, Alex Jones and the list started to grow and once you once you get introduced to a whole that world um, and you start to realize there's so many more EWTN thanks to them um, that they showcase many many guests and you start to research their websites and, and bit by bit over the years, you just keep discovering more. And I was hungry for more and finding, finding these new um, speakers and, and teachers on the faith, I just couldn't get enough of it. And I would just find new ones every day, listening to a new talk, enter into a study, watch a, a series, study my faith, and I'll share them around with people. And, and slowly but surely when we, when we launched the live events with Parousia, cause it was born just out of wanting to share the, the, these talks. Uh, Once we went live and we had over 6,000 people in that first event, that first week with Tim Staples, we knew locally people were hungry for more and uh, they wanted to see more of this. And so we built up um, the funds by through donations, uh, people donated and we were able to pay for airfare tickets um, to get, you know, big speakers out Um, father, Robert Barron or Bishop Barron now. And, um, uh, we had Dr. Ed Shree, Tim Staples, Jason Evert, Christopher West. The list goes on. Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers, Sarah Swafford. Uh, I, there's over 30 of them now that have come to Australia. And then this year in particular, what stands out is because of the online aspect, um, many of them have, have, all the events have dried up. They've stopped. And so they've been at home. And so the likes of Scott Hahn and Dr. John Bergsmer and um father larry richards and, and many of these speakers that we've been in touch with father calloway it's been very difficult to to get them out here but, but through covid we can connect online and um thanks to the internet because they were available um we just we just stepped out in faith invited them to come on and they've been so generous in offering their time they're not getting paid for this they're, they're, they're basically generating the time um, and it'd be really nice if at the end people who, who discover them and their ministries can support in any way to support these speakers. And and so we always are happy to present and, and do this for free. I feel you always got to make sure it's available to as many people. But of course, it's, it's, it's not sustainable without those help. And so we do have regular donors who donate to the ministry and allow us to do this and to keep alive. And so if it's not for them, we wouldn't be in this position and thanks. I do want to say thank you. We're praying for all those, those people to donate or purchase something online or, or do something like that because it allows us to keep going. And, uh, um, and we want to make sure it's always wide reaching. So it is free and it's, it's only free because other people are helping to support and we, we sort of paying it forward if you like. And so we want to keep, be as generous as possible with our time because we can't outdo God and and God's been so generous with us and the donors have been very generous. And so we want to keep that alive and and keep growing, keep spreading and bring the gospel to the globe as we've been commanded to do.
1: Yes. Yes. And I try to temper people. A lot of times they sometimes think, well, you sound a little bit infomercial here, Al, you're always holding up a book or you're always Mm. uh, talking about this program. But um, the reality is, is that, I have always said for years, I want everyone to read uh, Archbishop Sheen's books. I mean, I have about 30 of them here on my set, and um, again, they have touched my life. They've touched the lives of uh, of millions of people, and so I say, yeah, books will cost you $10, $15, $20, but what's the what's your soul worth? I always say, mm-hmm. salvation's mm-hmm. free maintenance is 20 bucks okay so um, and I think sometimes as Catholics I don't mean to uh, label us um, uh, we're thrifty I always like to say we're not cheap we're thrifty right and so a lot of times we have to warm up to the idea of um, putting sometimes our money into digital resources uh, buying some books and having them sent out either digitally or physical books uh, mailed out and I know shipping costs are expensive but again, what is the value of your soul? What type of investment do you want to make? Is um, And that's the question you have to sometimes ask. So, you know, I apologize in advance if I sound sometimes a little bit uh, like, oh, kind uh, sign up to the School of Sheen and I'll give you a free digital uh, a copy of my book. And I know, Shrabell, you've been very generous and you've given out your book uh, free to many people that just sign up because we want to interact with you, but uh, yes. our desire is, is to help you uh, get to heaven. And um, again, we have to leave Absolutely. all of this behind. We have to leave all of this behind our, 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 money, our treasure. It's all left behind. The only thing we take with us is our good works. And of course um, you know, all the spiritual blessings we receive. So uh, again, it's one of those things. And um, so again, I will, apologize in advance, but, uh, you know, our intentions are pure here. They really are. Um, can, I, can I speak to that, yes. Alan? Um, yes. I think
2: it's important uh, people realize if, if any of these speakers did not do what they do, we would not discover them. It, you know, what we have to realize is um, they're putting themselves out there and, and offering yourself with your ministry. You, you have a decision to make. Um, if, you, if you are not evangelizing and, and, and doing that, then no one else will know about the gospel. So thanks to those lay ministries who have actually stepped out in faith, left everything behind, given up their professional lives so they could dedicate their life to this. And so it takes hours, it's it's a life sacrifice. You've written two books you, you've had to edit two books of Archbishop and Fulton Sheen and how many hours of work is involved. And so you're not it's not like you are um, going out there to do this for the money. Um, purely you're just doing that. To, to recoup the cost on what you've personally spent your personal time and uh, and it's just to stay afloat. but we we do have a policy and 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 this is to show people we are not in this for the money. Um, if you genuinely cannot afford something, you write to us and be happy to give you free copies. We want everything to be free, but but the reality is uh, you, sometimes it's, it's a two it's a two-edged sword. Some people don't value something that they don't pay for. That's one problem. But the other one is if we keep doing it for free, then there's only so much. And if we don't get paid for it, there's only so far you can go. So we can evangelize the people around us for a few weeks, maybe a few months, but then at the end, the money's dried up and we're done. Mm-hmm. Or we can keep going and, and make it available. At at and I think it needs to be um, at a reasonable price. It shouldn't be overpriced. It should always be something that is reasonable, um, uh, available. And then that little bit that you return, we're talking about a few dollars at a time here, um, helps to do the next thing and then the next thing. And so as long as that's happening and we're genuine and honest about it, people can appreciate it. Thanks bit of God, Scott Hahn left out, you know, he recorded that tape and I was able to purchase that tape and I could keep that tape and then listen to it over and over. And then, if it wasn't for them, or St. Joseph Communications, or all the donors that supported EWTN and the and the satellite dishes that cost tens of thousands a month to to get out there, millions a year, you know, it wouldn't be out there. And so, we do need to just realize, what's better? Do we spend money on on ourselves for our physical pleasures of coffees and meals and clothes and fashions and entertainment, all those different pleasures, or do we invest in our actual soul, something that's going to last forever? And this is real. I'm unapologetic about that. We need to take this seriously because souls are at stake. And if we are not willing to sacrifice pleasures for something that's going to last forever, we have to re-look at ourselves. And so um, I think we need to be just prudent um, and yes, fair and just, but make sure that, look, uh, support whoever you can. And and here's the thing, no one's forced. and And that's the beauty of it. And we want to make sure everyone is free to do what they wish to do. So, and that's why I have a, a policy come in for free, but those who can afford it, please consider donating. If you can't afford it, that's fine. You're not going to be hounded to pay, but we do want to highlight these resources because they are impactful. They're not, it's not just to make money. It's it's there because we know that they're going to impact lives. So I needed yeah. to say that because I think many people misinterpret um, what we're doing here.
1: Yes. Yes. Alan,
3: Okay. Alan, I'm also uniquely qualified to comment on this because <laughs> I'm half yes. Scottish. Yes. So My father's Scottish. <laughs> he was born in Scotland. <laughs> and as many people know, um, the Scots, uh, almost the definition of thriftiness, okay, the old joke goes that copper wire was invented by two Scotsmen fighting over a penny. But <laughs> as far as thriftiness is concerned, I have discovered that uh, the, the Scots uh have uh, nothing compared with Catholics, okay? A a Catholic drops a cent on the street and bends down to pick it up and it hits them in the back of the neck, I'm convinced. So, uh, but we've got to also remember that, yeah, we are responsible for feeding our own souls, but we also have an obligation to support the church. And that's not just giving money to our local church, but also to those lay-led apostolates that are feeding our souls and building us up and edifying us. So yeah, I add my voice to that sentiment.
1: Very good, yeah. And you know, I say to people all the time, because people do ask me, they say, "Um, what makes you tick? Why do you do what you do? Uh, People who know me know that I'm a plumber, okay? So um, I've been doing okay for the last 30 years. My mom always said get a trade, you'll never starve, it's true. Um, And this has been a labor of love that I've done for years. And um, again, with Bishop Sheen, he led by example. He always said, you know, um, I am kind of sometimes a conduit uh, that uh, money comes into my hands. I use it in feeding the poor or providing resources. And the same thing happens in my apostolic work. A lot of times uh, I buy books for seminarians. I try to purchase radio airtime so we can put Bishop Sheen on the airway, um, all of these things, but just trusting in the Lord because that saying that Bishop Sheen uh, said in 1949, unless souls are saved, nothing is saved. Uh, That is my Mm -hmm. battle cry. This is about saving souls. And so um, we've both been uh, sharing this, uh, uh, this message that needs to be delivered that uh, again, we can spend our money on pleasures Uh, And, of course, uh, Bishop Sheen uh, gave lecture after lecture about, um, you know, uh, just guarding against those sins, that we get caught up in uh, our hungers and thirst for the world, yet we forget about our soul and providing for the needs of others. So, um, you know, if I'm going to talk the talk, I need to walk the walk. So uh, hopefully we'll all be encouraged. But I think this conversation has to be said, and I'm glad we've been sharing back and forth because... I think many people wrestle with this, and uh, but I think they're coming around slowly but surely. They're starting to say, "Yes, I need to make the investment because there is judgment day." Like I mean, let's be honest. Um, I hate to say it, but uh, we do have to be accountable to God for how we use our time, our talent, and our treasure, and. Um, I want to stand before God with a clean conscience. So uh, again, I'm a work in progress. Many of you are watching today are also a work in progress, but we know we have to move in that direction. So uh, again, thank you for uh, listening to us and uh, both Charbel and Matthew, you're both very passionate about this, but I think it's because you're in the trenches. You're in the trenches and you see the need. You know there's a hunger out there and you're trying to do everything you can to make everything affordable. But yet, uh, again, we have to, to kind of just uh, work with people a little bit at a time. I know that our evangelical brothers are passionate. They, of course, make a major investment in their Bible studies and uh, buying books and resources. Um, uh, they will speak and give a testimony to say, yeah, uh, it's part of our faith journey is investing in the many speakers, the people providing these resources. And, of course, uh, they're giving back, so um, again, it all works, all works for the good of God, so all right, um charbel, um I just want to uh, of course uh, let you, of course, um, tell everybody that it's never too late to sign up. I know that uh, you're still getting people signing up, and yes. all of those people that are uh, who love to binge watch, I call binge watch, like um we talked a little bit earlier, but this is a pilgrimage, and it's a slow meditative journey. And I run walking pilgrimages where we walk for eight days to uh, national shrines. And I know there's uh, a little bit of anxiety sometimes as they they say, oh, four more days of walking, five five more kilometers here on this day. But uh, you get to your destination in the end. And I know this pilgrimage, for some, they're finally now getting into the rhythm of saying, hey, we're not going to get there uh, tomorrow. It's going to take a bit longer, but uh, there are people that are joining now, I believe, and are catching up on the talk. So, uh, again, tell us um, that it's never too late. I'll give you the opportunity.
2: Yes, absolutely, it is never too late. Um, we are leading up to the feast of the Holy Rosary, and again, it's not the end; it's the beginning. So the idea is we are preparing to get to the the feast of the Rosary, and what I hope is that those who have journeyed from day one, you're in, you're getting, a, um, practically speaking. Into the habit of praying the Rosary, if you haven't prayed it before, and by when you do something for a full month daily, hopefully it becomes part of your habit. And so, from the Feast of the Rosary, and the Church dedicates the month of October to the Rosary, what a beautiful um, new habit you could you could you could acquire, and, and then praying that for the rest of your life. And that's what we hope will will happen. But yeah, it's never too late because they're only short videos. Three, you know, Father Leah's was the very short, six minutes, seven minutes. But many of the others, fifteen minutes, on average. And so, you know, typically we are used to sitting down for an hour for a lecture, hour and a half. These you can get four of those or five of those in that time. You know, so you could, if you, if you think about all the videos and you add them up, and you wanted to binge watch them, you could do it in half a day. <laughs> um, but you could catch up very easily and. The beautiful thing is, yeah, we've we found it. Um, this platform, uh, Perusia on Demand, uh, a, a place alternative to the social media, alternative to YouTube. It's a place where, um, you know, there's not going to be all of the uh, the 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 pop-up advertisements and and filtered um, sort of uh, messages. It's going to be dedicated to to what we're trying to do, the Catholic faith, and and that that is why these platforms cost money and we put series up for free. And so this one is up free for this pilgrimage, completely free. Um, We have a Pentecost pilgrimage that's free forever. And we have uh, Elements of the Mass that's free forever. And we'll have lots of content that will go up that's free forever. However, there's also what people will discover, there is paid content too. And so um, different arrangements with different speakers and different organizations means we have to um, charge for certain amounts. But we're doing it in such an affordable way I remember when I bought a DVD for the first time, it was, it was $25 US plus shipping. And I remember that added up to about $50. And then, you know, as the technology was advancing, it dropped to about 20. Now we actually sell DVDs for like 10 Australian dollars. It about seven US dollars compared to the 25 or 50. Now with the online, um, it's, it's been better again. You know, you could own and download full length videos for, for seven dollars Australian, so that's only about four or five dollars um, American, and uh, you know these are unseen prices uh, before. We've even we've got the ability to offer like a rental if you just want to watch it once, two dollars or three dollars, and you can have access. Um, or if you if you're in a position you want to watch all of them, ten dollars Australian a month, seven US dollars a month, um, and you get unlimited access to these videos. So. Um, we wanted to make sure that we do that. We have donors who donate um, more than $10. They do $30 or more, and, and they get it as a gift to say thank you. And, and so many we've got about a couple of hundred of those around the world, and thanks to them, we can invest in, into platforms that help us present the faith. And um, the thing is, as you grow, uh, the platform needs to be upgraded all the time, and that's what we've discovered along the way. It's growing so fast that we need to make sure that the technology can handle the the load. Uh you know, I got a message today, you know, we got th- I can tell you this, that three million minutes have been watched. <laughs> three million minutes of, of uh these short video clips. So, so praise be to God. People are engaging and watching and are interactive and, and uh the platform we use, um, you know, the the staff have just warned us saying, look, we didn't expect it to be that many. Um so we just need to make sure we are we, uh, we can handle this and we'll upgrade things further. So it's it's a it's a good problem to have when you know that you're pushing the boundaries and but it, it's another proof that people are hungry for
1: more. Yeah, and I think of uh, I know Matthew and I were talking um, off off camera before the show, and uh, we had this conversation about, you know, this is um, you know seven dollars a month to have a catechesis, and um, what the conversation was was about a balance. Um, many of us love to watch. Uh, a lot of commentary on YouTube, uh, our favorite uh, podcasters, and a lot of times it's negative news. Um, um, And yet we fill our minds with these uh, conversations. Yet what are we doing to balance uh, that? Are we uh, doing some Lectio Divina? Are we watching a video on some Bible study, some catechesis, the Sunday readings? Like, um, It's a very fair comment to make to say if you're going to watch an hour of negative news, are you putting four hours of positive news in front of you to balance that? And I know uh, Matthew's got a great deal of expertise in uh, kind of sharing a little bit of the spiritual life, but uh, Matthew, maybe you can make comment to that because I think you brought it to my attention, uh, this idea of having balance.
3: Yeah, and I think it all stems from the fact that I'm an addict. So I, I have the disease of alcoholism And I walked away from the church with my very first addiction to masturbation and pornography. And so in in getting sober and now in coming home to the church, I'm very, very aware of the fact that sin is addictive. And um, quite often this this negative stuff can be really addictive and, and really tempting. So. And the way the, that the platforms work is if you're watching a particular type of video on Facebook or YouTube or whatever, the, the powerful artificial intelligence programs behind that say, oh, that's what that person likes. And so they'll throw up another video of the same ilk, the same vein. Before you know it, you've disappeared into this black hole of five hours of binging on all the controversies in the church. And frankly, that is not good for your spiritual life. Um, you know, I have found that myself. I fall into that trap on occasion. And we all know the trap that can, can occur with Netflix because nowadays what they do is they try to end each episode on a cliffhanger and they make it really easy for you to do absolutely nothing to watch the next episode. So, yes, I'm always saying that if you're going to spend um, one hour a day, so let's say six day, six hours a week, keeping up on church events and church controversies, then you'd better be spending two hours listening to the Sunday mass readings get broken open. And and then you'd better spend another couple of hours on that listening to podcasts like Hungry for More that's going to uplift and edify you. And then you start adding all those numbers up. And you'd better be, if you're going to watch that much uh, as far as podcasts and, and videos go... So let's say you've gotten up to 20 hours a week. We well, you need to be putting at least 20 hours a week into prayer. And you probably need to be spending at least another hour a day in spiritual reading. And, you know, we haven't even talked about prayer, right? The liturgy of the hours, the mass, right? Lexio Divina, the rosary as the queen of devotionals. So we've really got to take a hard look at ourselves and, um, and contemplate You know, just how are we spending our time? And is this leading me towards God? And if not, we need to cut it back.
1: Yes. And uh, again, well-spoken, well-spoken. A little bit of a warning. Uh, I'm going to call it a shot off the bow, right? But, um, you know, my mother and father, again, when they were teaching us about tithing, uh, my parents were very, I made it very clear to us, This is not uh, just about your financial position. You need to donate 10% of your time. God wants a tithe of everything. So are you uh, carving out two hours a day of your day for the Lord? That's justice. That's what the Lord is asking. Uh, 10%, and that's the minimum, right? You can give more if you want. But again, it was that idea of tithing your time. And that was great spiritual advice my parents gave me To say, you know, uh, two hours, go to mass, pray your rosary, read your Bible, you get in there, okay, do some works of charity, some service, uh, all of these things, but filling our mind with good uh, meditations and thoughts. So, again, I think we will end on that note, gentlemen, to uh, get people in the practice of tithing, not just their... uh, time but their talent and their treasure i love when um people give those reflections you know let's let's give up our time talent treasures to god so uh again uh we invite you to continue to join us on the spiritual rosary pilgrimage and um again we'll provide all the links below uh Charbel, i think i uh, just of course want to give you the opportunity to um say uh, a few words and to um uh, continue to inspire us and so please uh Uh, Give us a few comments as we end the show.
2: Yeah, I want to thank you, Ellen, for for your dedication and saying yes to the Lord and and really evangelizing through all means that you have at your disposal and the encouragement for anyone out there who feels a calling or inspiration to do something. Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful, but the labor is a few. So there's no such thing out there as competition within evangelization. What we need to be doing is praying to God, what is it that you want from me, Lord? Looking at the talents he's given you and going out there stepping in faith and giving it all and uh if you're called to do be an artist and, and paint and do beautiful images do that a musician and, and 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 go down that route if you're in poetry if you're a writer write books a speaker a teacher if you're if you if your talents lie in 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 very handiwork hands-on jesus himself a carpenter so any trade it doesn't matter what you're called to um when you can unite your passion your desires all that that comes from God with your talents that again, the gift from God unite that to serve the Lord. Wow. You're going to find freedom. You're going to find purpose. And so it's my wish that everyone does that um, today and let's get out there because the world is hungry for more. They're hungry for the truth and let's do whatever we can at Perusia, We're doing our little bit. This is, this is what I know what to do. I'm connecting people and just spreading the word, being that middleman to link good resources with and getting them to people and and, and that's why I'll, I'll keep in this lane and, and trying to do my best here. But anyone else who has that calling for whatever it is, please do it. And uh, we're praying. I've been uniting all the prayer intentions from this rosary pilgrimage for everybody. Uh, so it's been a daily rosary. The commitment through this pilgrimage has been daily and, and really all my energy has gone into offering up uh, all the sacrifices for those intentions for the world. We're desperate for prayer. And, uh, Again, join in. Look, stay in touch. I encourage people to connect with us. Go to parousia.media.com, say hello, pray for us, please. We're praying for you and and praying for all your viewers. And uh, and let's let's see what we can do. You know, work together. Let's let's shake it up in the world. Uh, we, we we need to do a lot more, I think. And although there are two billion Christians in the world, it feels like we're much less because I don't know if enough of us are stepping up. So let's do what we can. Let's uh, really shake things up and bring the message of hope uh, of Christ to the world.
1: Amen. Amen. And I think it's very important. Everybody has to do uh, their little bit. Matthew is making his contributions. I'm doing mine with my rosary meditations and uh, again, just coming up to the plate and saying, Here's my little offering, and so uh, we appreciate everybody that's making even the comments on Facebook, and mm-hmm. uh, they could be just one line, but it's amazing what, what that one little line of encouragement does to those who are on the Facebook uh, uh, page and those who are following social media. So, again, uh, many of us will receive blessings that I think we won't find out till we get to the other side, and. Uh, Uh, we have to trust the good Lord will get us to the other side. And I know by praying the rosary, we will do that. But uh, we will end the program with uh, one of my favorite prayers from, uh, of course, the Venerable Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. We'll be praying for a spiritual favor. And of course, we'll ask for God's blessing upon the spiritual rosary pilgrimage and uh, the works of Perusia Media. So I'll have my uh, producer, Kent Kohalski bring up on the screen uh, a very beautiful image of the Venerable Sheen. And we'll pray together. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Eternal Father, you alone grant us every blessing in heaven and on earth through the redemptive mission of your divine Son, Jesus Christ, and by the working of the Holy Spirit. If it be according to your will, glorify your servant, Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, by granting the favor I now request through his prayerful intercession. And here we pray for a blessing upon the Spiritual Rosary Pilgrimage and a blessing upon Perusia Media and their apostolic outreach. And we make this prayer confidently through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Matthew and Charbel, thank you for joining me on Hungry for More. And to uh, everyone at home, stay hungry, stay holy. And we'll see you next week on Hungry for More. God love you.
0: Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today.